Hello, my dears. Hello, my darlings. It's Mama J again, here for Sexually Liberated, Unashamed Talk Radio. That little thing I like to call slut radio. So how's your new year been? Well, mine, today is only January 4th, and uh, I'm already exhausted. <laughs> I, I think I have reached the conclusion that yes... My 55-year-old body just takes way too fucking long to recover anymore. But I had friends in town. Friends that I haven't seen in several months. And it was New Year's. And we just, we partied our asses off. We we actually partied for several days. There was, uh... There was a, a big huge amount of alcohol consumed there was weed consumed there was music listened to we watched the ball drop on uh, new year's eve it was it was all pretty good uh there was not a whole lot of anything sexual there uh of course with me being there there were innuendos aplenty (laughs) um but i behaved myself for the most part i did nibble a nipple well sure i'll tell you all that story so (laughs) uh i wasn't going to i was going to ask my friend if it was okay if i told the story but he doesn't remember it so what had happened i i have a friend who was there that evening and his nipples are almost always hard And I had gotten up to go to the bathroom, and somehow or another, I ended up rubbing his nipples. I don't remember what the uh, uh, motivation was there, but I ended up rubbing his nipples, and they got even harder. And I, I made some little comment like, ooh, you like that, don't you? Or something like that. And he lifted up his shirt, and he said, yeah, I bet you won't suck it. <laughs> he was wrong. He was wrong. Uh, I nibbled it and used my teeth very, 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 very gently. And I ran my tongue across it. And he liked it very much. But he doesn't remember it. So, and of course, everybody there was like, oh my God, I can't believe she's doing this. Well, I can, it's Jamie. Anyway, so aside from a nipple nibble, there was absolutely nothing untoward happening. So I have been decidedly dull and good thus far, except for, oh, oh, oh. Remember me telling you about uh, some of my resolutions that I made before New Year's? Because I don't do New Year's resolutions, per se. Um, I am still working on them. Um, But I I wanted to let you guys know that I am having some success with the not coming so quickly. I, during the day, if I masturbate... I have to just wham-bam, thank you, ma'am, kind of thing. 
because I've got too many things that are going on, too many things to be done. And I just want to, you know, boom, I feel sexy. Let's have an orgasm, get it over and done with and get back to everything that needs done. But at night or when I'm, when I have downtime, so to speak, anyway, when, uh, when I'm usually if I'm going to bed is when or going to sleep, getting ready to go to sleep. That's when I like to really, really, really hit a nice, good orgasm. Well, at night, I have been able to edge myself because I've got that time. I did try it during the day, and I I just don't recommend it because it makes me a very unpredictable human being, kind of grumpy, and... or, Or I can't concentrate because I'm so horny just different things so I'm not gonna I I think I'm happy with the uh, uh, alteration if you will to the resolution about having just a quickie during the day quick orgasm during the day but at night when I'm concentrating on it I don't come as quickly I do edge myself and I have noticed that the orgasms that I have after I do that are extremely powerful orgasms. So that is a good thing. Uh, I'm hoping that when I finally have a friend with benefits, it'll translate because that's one of the things that I had noticed is during a hookup, I was just in a hurry to get to the orgasm. And I didn't, you know, wasn't paying attention as much to all the actual sensations that were going on. I didn't take the time to enjoy it. So hopefully I'll have a friend with benefits pretty soon that I can practice that on. And hopefully they will help me practice. Um, But I did, I wanted to let you guys know about that. And uh, hopefully your resolutions are going well as well. Now this was not a resolution per se, but it has to do with my podcast, and I I sat down and I was thinking, and in all honesty, there are things that I need or want to be able to continue doing my podcast, Um, and yes, that means money. I, I need money, so I'm not here to ask you for money. If you can, that's fine. Um, if you can donate, that's fine. If you can't, that's fine. I have started a Patreon account. Uh, if you want to go there and check it out, it is patreon.com backslash slutradio. And if you're not familiar with Patreon, it is P as in pussy, A-T-R-E-O-N dot com and then a backslash slut radio to get to me you don't have to do this and that's fine if you do that's fine eventually i will have some of the fancy schmancy merchandise that they offer with subscriptions but as with all my social media i am still a work in progress so the patreon is just a bare bones Uh, My Facebook page so far is just a bare bones. Uh, So many of my social media accounts are just basically, here I am. There's nothing else about me. So, but you can can find links to all my incomplete social media at slutradio.fun. 
and that does include the Patreon account. So check that out. Surf around on slutradio.fun while I'm blathering mindlessly. And that you'll find all my links there. You'll find all my episodes there. You'll find all my trailers there. And I can't think of anything else you'll find. Oh, yeah, you'll find a link to a uh, podcast that I have been listening to. It's Crazy Truth. And anyway, it's it's a good podcast. So it's I've got a link there to that. Uh, it is time, boys and girls, for my Dave Portnoy shout-out. Oh, I love Dave Portnoy. Yes, Dave, I still have the hots for you. I still want you. I still want to sink my teeth into you. <sighs> okay, I'm done. That is all. Um, on a serious note about Dave Portnoy, the Barstool Fund, check it out. At the time that I am recording this podcast on the 4th of January, there are over $17 million that have been raised. Every single penny of it turns around and goes to small business. There is criteria, yes, that the small businesses have to meet. I don't know what those criteria are. This is not my thing. Go to thebarstoolfund.com. You can find out the answers to your questions and you can donate. And that is, that is, it's what needs to be done. It is what needs to be done. So, I mean, in, a, in addition to my lusting after Dave, he is, he needs a shout out just for being a good guy and doing what he's doing and this he's worked his ass off and so has his team and i i just say thank you for doing that somebody needed to step up to the plate dave and his team did it thank you go donate okay yes i have donated now to the show's title Bigfoot and Nessie are a part of the show title. But that was a result of my imagination combined with a question that I got. And if you're really truly here to hear about Bigfoot and the Loch Ness Monster, you're not going to hear anything other than this right here. This is as far as it goes with those two. Uh, If you want to hang out and find out about the non-mythological clit, you're welcome to hang out with us. You may have a blast. Try me on for size. The question that I got was that most guys want to know why is the clit mythical? So, of course, that led me to think about Bigfoot and Nessie. The clit is not a mythological creature. I promise. I promise we'll we'll get you there here in just a minute. Um, I do have some information here that we I need to know from you guys so I know how to format my show in the future. I've got a good news, bad news kind of thing, and I just am doing this the way that I choose to do the good news, bad news. And how that is is I do the bad news first, and that way I end up on a lighter note, on possibly a happy note, I don't know, 
that's what we're going to do with this podcast. I've got some serious stuff, and then I've got some serious stuff that can be fun. So we're going to start off with the really serious stuff, okay? This is the way. Female genital mutilation. You can't talk about the clit without bringing this subject up. So the serious stuff. There is a practice that actually happens in part of the world. It is called female genital mutilation. And it involves the clit. Uh, It involves the female genitals, as you can tell from the name of it. Um, This is where... Uh, Let's see, I wrote it down so I wouldn't fuck it up. This is female genital mutilation is the partial or total removal of external female genitalia or other injury to the female genital organs for non-medical reasons. There are four types of female genital mutilation. Starts off with the basic package from partial or total removal of the clit all the way up to actually cauterizing the entire genital area. If you know what cauterizing is, hopefully you're about as nauseated as I was when I read it. If you don't know what cauterizing is, it is what they used to do to a wound back in medieval times when the wound was too big for stitches. They burned it closed. So this is what some people are doing to the female genital organs. They will remove the clit and cauterize the genital area. Why is this done? That's that's a really good question. Uh, there is no, absolutely no sound medical reason for it. Period. Uh, it is, this is what surprised me about it. It is typically performed by females. Okay. And they do it because they are afraid that their daughter or their granddaughter will be ostracized and totally unaccepted and shunned by society if this horrible thing is not performed. Uh, The idea behind female genital mutilation is purity, modesty, beauty, honor, but it is what it is. It is female genital mutilation. It needs to stop. There is nothing pure or modest or beautiful or honorable about this. Uh, In case you wonder where it takes place, it takes place in parts of Asia, the Middle East, and Africa. Those those are not the only places, I'm sure, but those those are primarily where this happens that I read about. Now, of course, this is me, so... I have found an organization, dun, 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 okay, there is an organization dedicated to helping women who have been a victim of female genital mutilation. I didn't know that this, okay, first of all, I didn't realize 
There are over 200 million women on this planet as of 2016. So that's five years old. That's a five-year-old figure. I hope that it's dropped. But over 200 million women have been forced to undergo female genital mutilation. Please excuse my stuffy nose. I'm so sorry. So, of course, there has to be an organization to help these women. And it is possible, didn't know this, it is possible to restore a mutilated clitoris. And the organization that can help these women, it is called Clitoraid.org. And that is spelled C-L-I-T-O-R-A-I-D. Like a clitoris, but clitoraid.org. They have actually organized and sponsored a clit week that previously has taken place in May. I don't know what's on board for 2021 because, yes, the pandemic is a real thing. Okay, so that was my very, very serious bad stuff about the clit. And there, there is no way for me to wrap my head around that. Uh, it, yeah. So it's something that actually happens, if you can believe that. Uh, and, and everything that I read, everything that I'm about to share with you about the clit is the, the main thing. And you are going to hear me say this about 500 times during this podcast is the clit is very sensitive and be gentle with it. That is my first piece of advice about the clit. And here are people just taking that away from these little girls. And some of these little girls, number one, it's not like a circumcision at all. Some people refer to it as a female circumcision, but it isn't. Uh, A circumcision involves removing the foreskin and the foreskin only from what I understand this would be the equivalent pretty much of cutting a man's penis off which sadly to say I'm sure there are still places in the world to do that so anyway yes we'll we'll uh okay so on to the clit. Clitoris, for our uh, uh, lovely little English lesson today, clitoris is derived from the Greek word for key. So I guess the clit is the key to a woman's happiness. Maybe. I, I, I'm not sure what the Greeks had in mind with that, but yes, it is derived from the Greek word for key. Names that we've, we call the clit, we call it the clitoris, we call it the clitoris, we call it the clit. Yes, everybody's heard those. Uh, some of the ones I came across were a bald man in a canoe, which I thought that was cute because it's kind of what it looks like. The joy buzzer, the love button, bean, button, pearl, hooded heaven and this last one I'm going to caution you on using it because I've also heard this word used in reference to the anus 
So be sure and communicate well on which of these you want. You could be in for a wickedly wonderful surprise. This is called, some people call the clit a rosebud. Yeah, I've also heard that called, the anus called that. So I don't know. You, you can decide if you want both rosebuds tended to or just one. I don't know. And it, you know, I have to say it, it may or may not be a good thing that I'm doing this podcast. About 70% of the entire population, male and female alike, actually knows how to find the clit. Yeah, yeah, that includes those of us with clits. So, how do you find it? Where is it located? Google Maps is not going to tell you. Siri and Alexa are not going to help you. (laughs) Um, Well, they might. I don't know. Now, the the easiest answer, and that's not going to be the best answer, but the easiest answer is... It's going to be right in the center, right below where the natural pubic hairline ends. Now, that's the easiest answer, like I said, but it's not the best answer. Personally, I would Google it or look for a YouTube video or some, some kind of porn I'm going to give you directions, though, and that's going to be kind of hard to do on a podcast that is not also being video recorded thing-ish. So, bear with me. Okay, the first thing I want you to do, now this is going to depend on how we are looking at the pussy, okay? So, For the sake of clarity, we're all going to be on the same page here and we're going to, we're going to act like we're looking at the pussy from a, a lover's eyes. Okay. Or a doctor's eyes. However you want to, whatever makes you comfortable, start from right below the belly button and we're going around to the asshole. And this is what I call the front to back view. Okay. So it's like, if I'm looking at you. That's how I would see your crotch. All right. I want you to put your hands together like you're clapping. Palms together. Kind of like you're praying. But don't lace your fingers together. Just put them together. I want all your fingers to be lined up. Okay. Now, your thumbs are together all the way to your pinkies. You can spread them apart and look at them. But I want you to put them all together. Put the knot and don't intertwine them like that. Keep them flat on each other, but kind of keep the fingers in a closed position. Flat. Flat and closed. Hopefully I'm making sense because if I'm not, we're fucked from here on out, people. Okay. So, okay. What I want you to do now is to slowly start to pull your hands apart in the front where your thumbs are, okay? Keep the rest of your fingers mostly together, okay? Start to pull them apart very slowly until you've got, what what am I looking at? About an inch between the thumbs. Now I want you to put your thumbs 
together just the edges of them just the edges of them and that's up by the fingernails okay so just keep your fingernail your thumb fingernails together see I'm clicking mine together okay now look at it okay this opening at the bottom that I'm looking at is between my two thumbs okay that's gonna be the opening that the dick goes in that the baby comes out that's that's the vaginal opening okay just above where the thumbs are together that's gonna be where the urethra is that's where the pee comes out and just above that up in that top of that triangle where your fingers your two index fingers are together that is the little cave where the clit lives now if that totally fucked you up I'm really sorry please go google it <laughs> or or something and then come back and I don't know I, I, I just don't know I'm very sorry that was the best thing I could come up with that you know because I'm not doing a video I'm just doing words the the spoken word okay so just at the top of your fingers and you know that that little opening that's there because it tapers right it's it's a triangle and it tapers at the top and just at the top of that in real life if you're looking at a real pussy there should be a little sticky outy part um that is the clit if it's not sticky outy if it's not sticking out if it's not extended if it's not protruding however you want to call it i call it sticky outy um it might look like there's a hole or a tiny little cave where a wondrous creature might live that's how you need to approach it so if it looks like there's a hole or this tiny little cave there put your finger just one finger on top of it remember you're looking directly at it um, this is the what I call the front to back view so at the top of it at that tiny little hole or that tiny little cave if you pull or push very gently on that skin push it toward the body of the person that has the clit push or pull the skin toward the person's body and the clit should pop out it should protrude just a little bit it might it might protrude a lot I don't know every clit is different okay we'll get to that in a minute now you have found the clit this is where the clit lives just finding the clit is not 
going to result in an instant orgasm for the the clit wielder. Um, I'm sorry to tell you that just finding the clit does not result in a mind-blowing, spectacular, eyes rolling back in the back of your head orgasm. Urban legends tell you differently. That's why they're urban legends. The the G-spot is the same thing. Just finding it, not going to work. Anyway, we'll talk about the G-spot another time. But finding it is not going to result in an instant orgasm. Now, the first thing I'm going to tell you to do when you find it, baby, be careful with it. Be careful with it. I cannot, cannot, cannot stress that enough. It is... You know, you know why you need to be careful with it? Because the clit has over 8,000 nerve endings in it. Okay? That's, that's it. That's it. The penis only has 4,000. So imagine how sensitive the head of your cock is in that one little spot. You know that sweet spot I'm talking about. Now, Imagine double that. Treat the clit gently. If you are just getting to know this clit, just treat it with respect and gentleness. Okay, now. The, oh, oh my God, I'm glad I've got this written down. <laughs> I'll tell you a story about my clit here in a few minutes. Okay, but I've got to tell you this one while we are talking about the nerves in the clit. According to this one website that I went to, it's called sluttygirlproblems.com. That is all spelled exactly how it sounds, sluttygirlproblems.com. Okay, the clit, according to them, has a super duper hot spot. I did not know this. I'm going to be testing this out later. Uh, it, it is okay you're you're still looking at the view front to back if you are looking at the clit from this front to back view this super duper hot spot is either going to be at the 11 o'clock or the one o'clock position okay now if you are the owner of the clit or 69ing with the clit it's remember the clock is not going to move. It, it's just going to be in a, in a different looking place. You're the one who moved. So if you are the owner of the clit or you're 69ing the clit, check at the five or seven o'clock spots. That should make the girl with the clit jump around and scream. And I don't know, it may hurt. I really don't know. I, I will let you know the results of my own research at another time and I will probably do that before I go to bed tonight I didn't find that little little nugget of information until today so uh, yeah I haven't tried that one I'll let you know but let me tell you about this 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 mama J story this is from many 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 moons ago I was working in retail the uh, the ex-husband was still the husband at the time and he was out to sea. Remember, he, he was in the Navy. And he was out to sea. 
it was nearing Christmas time, and if you remember back in the day, working any retail establishment at Christmas time just meant crazy hours. So I was working some crazy hours, and he was out at sea, so it didn't matter. Um, and I, I was a faithful wife, if that matters at all. I don't know why I feel the need to say that, but yes, I was I was very faithful. And I, as a result, I didn't feel the... Oh, and this is before the shaving and waxing of the entire pubic area. This is before all that. Um, and I was the kind of gal who I kept the bushes trimmed. I never shaved it, but I, I kept the bushes trimmed and I shaved my legs and I shaved my underarms and you know, all that. But I kept my pubic area nice and neat. Well, while he was out at sea, I just let it go. There, there was no need for me to keep it trimmed and so I didn't. There was one day at work, I guess a pubic hair got loose. I don't know, but I had a pubic hair get lodged in between my clit and my clit hood. Now, I must have nearly come about a gajillion times at work that day because it was so busy and so crowded and so crazy I couldn't take the time off to go to the bathroom to see what was up with my clit. I just knew there was something going on <laughs> that was very uncomfortable. It, it started out as like a, ooh, ooh, that feels good. But after so long, you just can't take it anymore. And it's just, it, you become just obsessed with getting this to stop and I finally after several hours and it was hours that's not an exaggeration after several hours I was able to take a break and go to the bathroom and pulled the the hood of my clit back thank god it was an employee's bathroom I can't imagine if somebody had come in there and seen me doing this through a crack in the door or whatever but I probably would have been fired on the spot, but at the, in the employee's bathroom, I managed to pull the hood of my clit back, and I saw this, 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 this pubic hair sticking out at an odd angle, and I'm like, that doesn't belong there. Sure enough, it, I reached down, and I grabbed it, and I pulled it out, and as soon as I did that, it's, it's like all that because it was pain at that point. So all the pain ended and everything calmed down. But oh my God, I will not forget that for the rest of my life. It was miserable. It was absolutely miserable. And you'll see why uh, here in a minute. Um, let me give you this, this information. Okay. The clit swells up when it's aroused and it continues swelling until it's near orgasm or until you're near orgasm so that's what happened with me at work that time my my clit didn't know I wasn't in the middle of some kind of sexual thing it just knows it's getting stimulated so it continued to swell and swell 
and swell until just that one little hair. Being stuck there got painful. Okay. Whew. But yeah, yeah, the clit is that fucking sensitive. Okay, uh, it is also the female answer to the penis. Even though it's not shaped like one, it's what we females have. Now, in addition to it swelling up when it's aroused, it also has a glands, a foreskin, and a shaft. Okay, the foreskin is the hood, that little hood of skin uh, that covers the clit, which is a good thing because if you leave that clit exposed, it, it, it's going to be painful. I didn't know that the clit actually had a shaft. I didn't know that. Now, only about a quarter of the clit is on the outside of the body. And this is where the shaft comes in. It actually can rival a man's penis for length. The clit comes in somewhere between five and eight inches long. It goes deep. So it's not just the sticky outy part. That's the tip of the iceberg. Okay, now the clit, that little tip that sticks out, that pokes out, the clit, the, what we call the clit, uh, this whole thing is shaped like a wishbone. Yeah, the clit is shaped like a wishbone. So at the top of the wishbone, where that little round piece of bone is, that's, that's the clit that you're trying to find and pleasure and rub and stroke. But the part that you can't see, those legs of that wishbone, if you will, the, the part that you pull on to break the wishbone, please don't do that with the clit. Um, but it goes, the legs would go down on either side. I'm doing this like you can see me. <laughs> the legs go down on either side of the vagina, kind of like uh, parentheses. And what these little wishbone legs are in this instance is a bundle of nerves. Where do they go? They go to the G-spot which is not mythical. We'll do a show on the G-spot, and I'll, hopefully I'll give better directions on how to find that than I did the clit. Hopefully I was able to help you find a clit. If not, like I said, Google it. Um, but the legs of this wishbone-shaped bundle of nerves, called the clit, the, the long part of this, the shaft part of this, is, like I said, it's divided into to two... Uh, little legs and they go to the g-spot the nerves of the clit are connected to all parts of the genitals according to one article that I read uh, they they were in disagreement some of these about going directly to the g-spot or going to all parts of the genitals I tend to lean toward the nerves being connected to all parts of the genitals because because of my own orgasms, um, the sensations and, and the sensations that start in the clit can spread 
across the entire pelvic area. And oh, this is a fun fact. It can affect those nerves can affect an additional 15,000 nerve endings, which is why the female orgasm can last a long time and can be quite intense because you've got all that you got the 8,000 nerve endings in the clit itself and then those spread across the entire pelvic area and affect an additional 15,000 nerve endings. So yeah, that's going to make your eyes roll up in the back of your head. And guess what? That is the only purpose of the clit. Its only function is pleasure. There is no reproductive function. None. You don't pee out of it. It, it, It's not. It's just there for pleasure. So there's that. And I found this little fact kind of interesting if you are a a clit carrier okay if you're a female you've got a clit you're having some difficulty hitting that orgasm your clit may be placed too far away from your vaginal opening now the article that I read this in didn't give any solutions to the problem but I would imagine that making that orgasm goal achievable would mean playing with the clit. Somebody's going to have to stimulate the clit. If you are having difficulty getting to that orgasm with just vaginal penetration of some sort, you may need to play with the clit or have someone play with the clit. Uh, once it is stimulated, and this is this is where um, my little story <laughs> comes into play here. Once that clit is stimulated, there is a maximum pleasure level. Now, this is different in every female, okay? But once that maximum pleasure level is reached, any further stimulation to the clit will result in pain and discomfort. I could have told you that without the statistic. <laughs> okay. Now, I had a Twitter poll going for about a day, and it has to do with this statistic. I wanted to know the statistic is 50 to 75% of people with a clit need clitoral stimulation to reach orgasm and this is why clit carriers as I call us like to grind we like to grind our pelvises when we're riding a dick or a hand or a face we, we grind and that's why because 50 to 75 percent of us need that stimulation on our clit to get to the big O now according to my Twitter poll okay here it is the Twitter poll Clit carriers, attention, it's your turn for a poll. In order to achieve orgasm, A, clit love is necessary. B, don't touch the clit. C, orgasm? Question mark. 100% of the people that answered my poll, which wasn't very many, but still it's 100% 
said that clit love is necessary to achieve orgasm. That kind of goes with the statistic that said 50 to 75% because chances are I, if I had reached out and let the poll stay up longer or more people took the poll, I would have gotten a couple of different answers. So I think the 50 to 75% is probably pretty correct that you have to have the clit involved to achieve orgasm. I can do it without it, but I like it with it. I would rather have my clit touched and played with and loved than ignored. So that's that. Uh, another fun fact. Now I've got two more fun facts here that have to do with size. Um, the clit actually continues to grow throughout your lifetime. It's just so small that it goes unnoticed. From birth to puberty, it grows up to 1.8 times in size. Okay, and that's probably just because your body grows. Because you're, you, you, again with the dick, a baby boy is not going to be born with a full-size mancock. That's just ridiculous. So I'm sure that that's part of this. After puberty, it your clit has grown up to almost twice its size that you were born with. That's a normal thing. Get this. I'm headed for this. After menopause, the clit can be up to seven times the size it was when you were born. So somewhere between puberty and menopause, it's going to grow like hell. I don't know why. I think that's very interesting. But that might explain why I'm so damn horny all the time. So I'm not, I haven't hit menopause yet. I'm, pre, I'm still pre-menopausal, but I'm 55. So yeah, I'm getting up there in age. I guess my clit is getting up there in size. Mm. Okay. Now, that question that I was asked that referred to the clit as a myth. That person also asked me two more questions. The first question, it's an easy answer, is every woman's clit different? And the answer is yes, they are 100% different. They may look the same, but not have the same reaction. They may not look the same. They, they, you know, there are so many different ways. Just like, is every cock the same? No. So every woman is going to have a different kind of clit. And he goes, this, this person also went on to ask, is there too much, as in too rough, too sensitive? Now, that answer is abso-fucking-lutely. Um, we already talked about if the clit gets too aroused, uh, it just starts to hurt. My, and my advice, like I said earlier, is the same advice that medical marijuana people give when you're starting out with medical marijuana. Start low and go slow. Start with a low pressure or a lot of gentle touching or kissing or 
or, or whatever. Do it very, very gently and go slow. Okay? Uh, increase or decrease the pressure. The important thing here is communication. That's the most important thing. Your partner, the person with the clit, needs to tell you what feels good and what doesn't. And sometimes when we are in the throes of passion, using our words can be difficult. Okay, if, if I got some guy going to town on my clit and I am just in ecstasy, it may be a little bit difficult for me to say, oh, stop. Well, he might think that I'm not meaning, oh my God, oh, stop, oh, stop, don't stop, don't stop. That might be what he's hearing. So we, the people with the clits, need to be clear about what feels good and what doesn't. If we are not being clear, you, as the clit pleasurer, need to ask us, do you like this? Do you like it when I do this? Do you like it when I do this? Don't sound all clinical and shit, unless you guys are playing doctor. And in that case, that's hot as fuck. But and don't try to sound all sexy if that's not you. Ooh, baby, you like it when I do this. You know, if that's not you, all you're going to do is take away from the mood. So just be you and ask. If she is not telling you, and again, don't, don't just rely on the moans and the groans and the oh my gods, because sometimes we don't use our words and sometimes it's not good sometimes it does hurt let your partner know that ladies that's on you okay i've been in those shoes and i know that's on me that's on you if you've got a clit that's it now now that you can find your clits and hopefully i've helped everybody find either their clit or their partner's clit and if I haven't, hopefully by now, Google has, or YouTube has, or some porn has. Um, now that you can find your clit, or her clit, find out what makes that clit the happiest. One of the first things that I used on my clit was the shower massage. Be careful with it. Be careful how you aim it. Um some some and you got to learn you got to learn the the shower massage is if it's your clit i don't want somebody else aiming a shower massage at my clit they don't know where i want it so if it if it's your clit use a shower massage see how that works use your fingers you can use uh, lube. You can use soap. I would recommend if you use soap. If uh, This is from the shower, obviously. Um, if you're using soap to caress your clit, do not put soapy fingers or soap up in you. That will just fuck up your pH balance and chances are you're going to come up with a massive yeast infection. So don't do that. Um... 
So yeah, use use slippery fingers uh, to get in there with that clit and get to know it and get to know what it likes. Get a sex toy that is specifically designed for the clit. There are wands, there are sucking things, there are of course vibrators, there are things with nubs on them that they call clit teasers. There are a lot of sex toys out there specifically for the clit. Uh, some of them, they start off really, really inexpensive, less than $10. And one of the ones that I looked at online was 250 bucks. So yeah, there's, there's a lot of choices out there. And again, you know, like, like the masturbatory podcast and, and so many podcasts that I've, uh, talked about masturbation, it doesn't have to be a sex toy per se you know you can just grab a cucumber or a carrot or something and rub it around on your clit wash it first but and if you're using a sex toy wash it i always wash mine before use and after use and then i'll wash them again before use and after use i'm weird that way i would just rather be safe than sorry but that's me so use a sex toy or something that can substitute as as a sex toy hump something grind that little clit on a pillow or a stuffed animal or the fucking arm of the couch guys aren't the only ones that can grind it so hump your lover's leg do that have your lover play with your clit Get all naked and, and everything and, and just ride their leg. Leave a nice wet spot there. Um, if this is not your clit, if it is your lover's clit, same thing applies. Don't forget some lube. If you try to play with a clit, and, and if it's your clit, you can stop immediately after you realize, hey, this doesn't feel good. I need to spit on my finger or I need to get some pussy juice on my finger or I, oh, let me reach over here and get this bottle of lube. You can do that. But if somebody else, if this is your lover playing with your clit and they're going in dry and it doesn't feel good, you got to tell them right away. Okay, you got to tell them right away because when you pull or push on a dry clit, that shit just doesn't feel good. So don't forget the lube. Um, oral stimulation. Okay, if your lover likes to be gone down on definitely include the clit in this again i want you to take it slow i want you to take it gentle i want you to be easy until you get the green light from her and ladies be sure and give that green light let your partner know what you like him or her to do to your clit i would suggest licking i would suggest some spit for sure 
You can spit on it. You can take the spit out on your of your mouth onto your finger, however you want to do it. I would definitely suggest some spit. I would suggest kissing it. Kiss the clit. Blow on it. You don't know what that's going to do. Uh, your partner may not like it. I don't know. Uh, suck it. Suck the clit. But I'm going to tell you, if you are sucking on the clit, please be gentle and use a almost a suckling motion. Um, don't suck it, you know, like a fucking hoover. Just don't because it may end up that she likes that. Okay? Again, err on the side of caution. Be gentle at first. You can nibble the clit. If you're nibbling the clit, I would not suggest using your teeth because that's going to end up poorly. I would use your lips. Wrap your lips around your teeth and nibble. You know, like like you're making fun of grandma and grandpa without their false teeth in so yeah but do that on the clit and that might feel good okay now slapping the clit yes or no okay again 8,000 nerve endings just start lightly. I have had my clit slapped before. I liked it, but it's not what we started out with. So if you want to slap the clit, start lightly, start playfully, start gently until you get to a pressure that she is comfortable with. It is her clit, okay? If you slap her clit and she jerks like she's in a fucking electric chair, you may have smacked it too hard. <laughs> clit carriers, it's on you to tell your partner what you like, okay? I cannot stress that enough. And for you partners of the clit carriers, I don't care if you're male or female, pay attention to her body language. Okay, a gasp, <gasps> that can indicate so many things. Maybe she saw a spider on the ceiling. You know, you don't know. That may have had nothing to do with you. She may have just remembered that she forgot to call her mother. I don't know why she's thinking about her mother while you're playing with her clit, but there you go. <laughs> so, communicate. I cannot stress that enough. Communicate with your partner. Uh, we just, too often we make noises that we're not aware we're making and they can indicate distress or pleasure. So if you're paying attention and you're, and she, the clit carrier, has made these noises, ask her if she liked that or if she didn't. And finally, I have actually had this happen, if you can believe it. I've had a partner that was actually doing way, way, way too much to the clit, 
and not paying attention to anything else. Again, that was on me to let him know that. He was very excited that he knew where the clit was and he found the clit and he really, really liked the clit and he was very good at what he did with the clit, but it got old. I wanted some attention in other places, uh, not anywhere in particular, but it was just, it was too much. So, and again, that has to do with the, um, the clit swelling and staying swollen and, and when it gets to a certain point, it's going to hurt. So, yeah, there's... Every female is different. Every clit is different. Just like every dick is different. Nipples are different. Even, even the, the two nipples on one body, you're going to get different reactions depending on which nipple you bite, nibble, suck, touch, whatever. So, yeah, pay attention to the clit. Now that you know where it is, but pay attention to your partner even more. And if she is indicating that she wants penetration, give her penetration. If she's, and again, ladies, you click carriers, you gotta let your partner know. You cannot just leave them in the dark. Or you may have somebody licking your clit for two hours and wonder why you never came. So don't do that. Get to know your own clit and what it responds to, bad and good. Let your lover get to know your clit and don't be afraid to use your words. Get to know your lover's clit and listen to her words as well as the body language and What can I say, babies? Use your words. I can't stress that enough. It's communication has got to happen. It's got to. Or somebody's going to end up dissatisfied and nobody's happy there. Nobody's happy there. So that's it. That is, I hope I was able to help. I hope that you got a good laugh. Um... And again, I I hope that I've stressed the whole communicate, 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 communicate. Oh, and by the way, you might want to communicate thing. Okay, so come back and see me this Friday. I am going to be talking. We've talked about the balls. We've talked about the clit. It is time to explore some more erogenous zones. What do you think? What do you think? Uh, If you have any ideas for shows or if you've got any questions uh if you've got any answers if you just want to clarify something with me go ahead and write me you can get in touch with me at and here is where all my links are coming up so get your pen get your paper get your smartphone write everything down uh the first one i'm going to give you is slut radio 69 at gmail.com and that's that's my email and like I said at the beginning of the show you'll find 
my links to all my as yet incomplete social media pages at slutradio.fun but I'm going to go ahead and give you those anyway remember when you're going here that my social media pages are still works in progress and if you've got any suggestions on what you would like to see on them let me know okay my twitter is at slutradio1 my instagram is slut underscore radio my snapchat is slutradio one word my Facebook page is slutradio96. My Pinterest, and I am getting surprisingly, I, for I don't know, I'm getting people looking at all my pins on Pinterest. So go check it out. Pinterest.com backslash slutradio. I have a LinkedIn. It is linkedin.com backslash in backslash slut radio tiktok is at slut radio just the at and then one word slut radio reddit reddit.com backslash you backslash slut radio my patreon is patreon.com backslash slut radio that was a lot of information so absorb that Get in touch with me, and I will talk to you next time, my babies. You stay sexy and have fun. Bye-bye.